tonight, and we've been studying around on it a little bit, and, and uh, maybe sometimes you study too long. I know it sounds crazy, but sometimes you can actually study too long. And uh, I don't like to go off half cock, but I don't like to go overboard neither. Genesis chapter 6, if you have your Bibles. And then I want you to look at Jude chapter, or Jude verse 6. Uh, <clears throat> uh, now we'll read uh, these first four verses here <clears throat> of this text. <clears throat> And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirits shall not always strive with man for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. They were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were old men of renown. Jude, verse 6 there, the Bible says, And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, had reserved in everlasting chains in their darkness until the judgment of the great day. Uh, this Subject tonight in verse 4, I believe, uh, uh, personally, I believe that these giants were uh, the product of, a, of the, when the angels, uh, the fallen angels were coming down and went into the daughters of men is what I believe, uh, and produced these giants. Now, uh, in order to condense this, I want, if we could, for just a minute here, to uh, preach on this thought here tonight, five ways to kill a giant. You can be seated, we'll go and pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we do love you. We do thank you for the day, and God, we are thankful, Lord, for the safe trip down here. And Lord, we pray, God, Lord, you take and bless our thoughts. And Lord, help bring to my mind and memory what I've studied and what you've showed me from this text. And Father, I'll be careful to thank you for it, for it's in Jesus' precious name and for his sake that we pray. And Father, we pray, God, Lord, tonight for those that are here. Uh, Lord, you know the condition. Lord, you know the hearts of each one here. Father, you know the needs that are here tonight. God, I pray, Lord, you meet those needs as only you can. And Father, I'll be careful to thank you for it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray. And amen. amen. Uh, now, uh, these giants, let me take me just a minute here to get to my, to my message. But if you look, these giants were uh, uh, these giants was real. Now, these giants were real, literal giants. In Numbers chapter thirteen, you'll find here. And just give me a minute here to lay some context. But in Genesis chapter or Numbers chapter thirteen, verse twenty-eight, the Bible says, "Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. The cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. These were giants." Uh, the Bible says there that they were dreaded and feared. In verses uh, 33, the Bible tells us there that they were men of great strength. Look, look with me there. The Bible says, And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. In other words, uh, these were uh, fearsome creatures, dreaded. Amen. Um. Look with me in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Now, this is a famous giant. We'll use him here for a minute. Numbers are 1 Samuel here chapter 17. The Bible says, Now the Philistines gathered together the armies to battle and they gathered together at... Uh, Shokah, and belong, which belonged to Judah, and pitched between uh, Shokah and Azekai and 
I can't say that word, and Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched in the valley of Elah and set the battle in array against the Philistines. Now look with me down at the same time. Look with me in verse 4. There went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a helmet of brass and upon his head and he was armed with a coat of mail and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. And he had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. The staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his uh, spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron. And one bearing a shield went before him. Can I say here that you see the description of the giant? He's listen. He is a uh, he's a real man. Uh, the so tonight, let me uh, also add. If we figured this up. I, I looked around at it a little bit, and he was somewhere between nine and a half or ten foot tall. That's a big. That's the biggest man I've ever seen. I've never seen a man that was ten foot tall, and you ain't either. Uh, tonight, the, I read they said his armor weighed a hundred and twenty five pounds, the best I can remember. And so you looked at this man, he was uh, uh, the reality of the giant. Now, tonight, everyone here, and listen, I don't know uh, about you, but about everybody here has got um, uh, some kind of problem. You've got some kind of giant in your life. And listen, can I say to you tonight that this giant was, uh, his, this was uh, going to be a, a personal problem for a man by the name of David. Now, what, uh, what, let me uh, also say that tonight, listen, uh, uh, what don't seem like a big deal in my life for you is a big deal to somebody else. Amen. Now this man, uh, it's odd that uh, Brother Prophet read that letter about that guy with a tick bite. And uh, I got uh, spotted, Rocky Mountain spotted tick fever tonight. I've been taking uh, Doxaline for it. They gave me a 30-day prescription. They said in, uh, if I didn't get no better, come back and they'd give me uh, three more months worth of it. So I know what it's about. Listen, uh, you can't get out in the sun and you can't, uh, you can't uh, do a lot of things, but you don't feel like doing much. And, and because it, you say, well, that don't matter much. And it don't matter much to you because you ain't, got, you ain't been tick bit. But now when you get tick bit, it's another whole, it's another whole uh, uh, ball game to you. And you'll begin to understand what I'm talking about. Well, tonight, some of you want to hear that might uh, have uh, something going on in your life. And, and whatever it is, uh, you know, uh, uh, it, it, uh, it's between you and, and uh, whatever the problem is. Listen, I can't, I'm no uh, psychic and I'm no, I wouldn't want, listen, there's some of you tonight that got uh, stuff going on in your life, to be honest with you, I don't want to know nothing about, but, but you know what it is and, and God knows what it is tonight and, and we have to deal with those things in a way that is uh, according to the Bible, you understand. Uh, so tonight, let me say here, uh, first of all, that you see the, the, the reality of the giant. Now the Bible says here that he was a uh, he was a ten and a half foot, or ten foot tall and, and he was a monster of a man. Listen and had had a complete armor. And I'm telling you, he must have looked uh, he must have looked the part. And now I want you to notice something right here in this text. Watch with, watch with me here. Uh, the Bible says in verse eight, he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am I Philistine and you servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. In other words, he's brazen. He's brave. He, he's not, uh, he's not hid. Now listen, uh, for those of you tonight that don't have no, uh, no, uh, giants or no problems in your life, this won't affect you a bit. But now, let me say here that, uh, it seems that what used to be benign, or hidden now has become brazen problems. Is that fair? Uh, in other words, uh, what problems that used to be kind of kept under the cover hid is now pretty common. Is that right? And the devil has got more brazen in his attack on the people of God. And uh, the closer we get to the rapture, I believe it's going to get worse. Is that fair? Now this is, you all understand the big picture of this, right? I know you all do that uh, this is a picture of a, of a Jewish king coming to destroy a, a Gentile. You all understand that. So, but anyhow, we look in this, uh, this battle right here and I begin to see some things. Uh, let me say here, second of all, I see the place of the battle. Uh, the Bible says that it was down in the valley of Elah. 
Now, most of you know what uh, Elah means. That that uh, the Bible says there uh, in the in the uh, there in, in the valley of uh, of Elah. Listen, that was a, a big long valley there where where this battle was going on. There, listen. Uh, most of you all won't have no problem on a, with a battle when you're up way up here. Your battle's going to come down there in the valley. Uh, I believe sometimes that we, uh, that we think while we're up here that, uh, that there ain't no problems. And really, we're, we think we're above the problem, but really what the problem is that we ain't ever got down in the valleys where the really trouble is. Now, uh, if you've not been down in the valley, don't worry, you'll get there if you, if you live long enough. Let me say here uh, that uh, the Bible says that down in the valley, the Bible says that the valley is where that the Lord restores your soul. And, and listen, uh, it, it's a strength that you, whenever you get to, a, a, when you go through the valleys and you come out up on the other side, you can have something to look back upon and you can say, well, the Lord has brought me through another valley. Amen. Uh, the, the hard times, well, listen, it takes a hard times and some hard growth sometimes to improve us as a Christian person. Amen. Now, uh, let me uh, let me hurry. I'm going to get to my message here. Uh, you see, uh, here in this text, we also see that the, uh, the Bible here said, watch me here. Uh, if he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him, I kill you, then shall you be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. In other words, you see the seriousness of it. Uh, this is, uh, you know, uh, the devil ain't in the a, in a business of uh, playing games with a lot of people like we think he is. I mean, there's a lot of people who play games with the devil, but the devil ain't in the business of playing games. Can I say it that way? Uh, he's uh, playing for keeps. He ain't got much time. He ain't got nothing to lose. And he's down in the, he's down in the fourth quarter and, or, or the, at the end of the ball game or whatever. I don't know much about ball, but listen, uh, you're down at the end of the, at, at the, end of the night and, and I believe he's getting uh, uh, more vicious and he's getting more, uh, more, uh, more, uh, Greedy about uh, winning, uh, or losing, or about people dying and going to hell because and destroying all he can and stealing all he can, and because of that, listen, we we have got to where uh, we have kind of relaxed on on the devil just a little bit. We kind of put him in over here uh, in the back of our mind. He's not as serious as he used to be and he's not as bad as he used to be. But friends, listen, it's a life and death struggle and it's an eternal uh, struggle before the souls of men and women. Amen. So we, we here we see the, the reality of who he is and what he is. Let me say here uh, also that we see uh, in this, uh, in this uh, contest, we see another man. We see an, uh, another man here by the name of David. Now uh, let, me, uh, let me, I'll get this groundwork laid and I'll preach. But let me say here that uh, in chapter 13 you'll find there that uh, Samuel came and anointed uh, David and made him uh, anointed him king of Israel. So it literally he was a king of Israel right here in, in this text. Now, uh, so you all understand that. But now let me also say that uh, we have uh, for years and years and years we we uh, the Bible says here that, that uh, he came when, when it comes time for battle and you'll see that here in a minute. But understand me that we have kind of got in our mind that, that David was a little uh, a shepherd boy, just a little old bitty uh, boy lad of some kind with just a little, uh, uh, with a little flock of sheep to tend to. And that's all well and good that we think that thing. But listen, can I tell you that God chose a man who was able to defend himself and able to carry the battle to, to, to this man here. See, how do you know that? Look with me there. The Bible says in the book of chapter 16 and verses 18, the Bible says, uh, then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen the son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, uh, that is cunning and playing, and a mighty man, and a man of war, and prudent in manners, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. Can I say tonight that here was a man that was capable of doing the job? Listen, uh, if God chose you to do, cause you to do something, you're capable of doing it. Ain't that right? Listen, you have the equipment. You have, the, you have the calling of God. Here he had the anointing of God upon his life. And because of that, he was equipped for the battle. Amen. 
that he wasn't listening. We think of him as a little uh, puny uh, uh, shepherd boy that wasn't uh, just a little bitty uh, Opie Taylor looking thing, but that ain't right. Listen, the Bible says here he was a, a mighty man and prudent. He was, a, listen, he had an adult mind. He had, a, he had, listen, he had the physical characteristics that made it able for him to fight the giant eight man. Ain't that right? Now, let me say, uh, uh, then you have the audience. You got the audience at a fight. Uh, here you see the, the devil's crowd. The flesh things the Bible says were uh, on one side. The Bible says here the Philistines gathered together the armies to battle and they gathered together Shokah which belongs to Judah and pitched between Shokah and Hezekiah and I can't still, still can't say that. And the men, Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah and set their battle in array against the Philistines and the Philistines stood on the mountain on the one side and the Israel stood on the mountain and on the other side. In other, in other words, the Bible says here that, they, uh, here the, that the devil's crowd was on uh, one side to watch the fight. Now listen. Uh, whether you realize it or not, there's somebody that knows as much about you as you do, and that's the devil. There's as much somebody that knows as much or watching your life is better than probably you are, and that's the lost world. Now, there's a lost world tonight. And listen, uh, and I know that it's cliche to say this, but they are, are watching uh, everything that you do and the matter that you do that and the way you live your life and, and the way you conduct yourself and, the way, and all manner of everything that they can because the, the devil is using that for fuel to, to deceive and trick somebody into going to hell. Um, here you see the, 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 the devil's crowd. Then you see the church crowd. In chapter 17, verses 28, look with me there. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard him when he spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David, and he said, Why comest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know the pride and the knowledge of thine heart, for thou art come down, that thou mightest see the battle. In other words, you see uh, the scoffers in the church, the church crowd. Now, if you're in a battle, listen. Uh, if you're in, uh, having trouble at home, you got a, a kid that's in jail or, or on dope, or, or you got a, a, a woman trouble, or a man trouble, or, or church trouble, or whatever you got trouble with, or, or whatever giant you're fighting, there's somebody in, in the there's somebody in the lost world that's watching you, and they're going to say, uh, "Look at what they're doing. Look at the shape that they're in. Uh, why would I serve God?" But then there's another there's a crowd that you go to church with that, that will look at you and say, well, there must, they must be something bad wrong there now because if there was something bad wrong, they wouldn't be having all that problem. Listen, uh, the, it rained on the just and on the unjust. Can I tell you now that because you're here tonight in the church house won't prevent you from having your house burned down or, or your trouble at home. It won't stop your, stop your kid from getting in jail. Listen, it, 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 there's everything in the world can happen to you between now and morning for time you get home, listen, and all of it ain't listen, all of it ain't because you've done something wrong. It's just a part of it, ain't that matter? Ain't that right? Here there's a scoffing crowd. The church crowd. Listen, the church crowd is a mean crowd. I'm telling you that is listen. Uh, if you listen, I didn't think it was until I started pastoring the Baptist church, and after I started pastoring the Baptist church, listen, they're a mean they'll turn on you in a heartbeat. Listen, I'll tell you that, listen, they might pat you on the back and vote you in today, but you make them mad, they'll vote you out on Sunday night without a business meeting or a phone call, either one. Listen, I know what I'm talking about. Can I go on here before I get in trouble? Listen, then you see not only do you see the, the scoffing crowd, but then you see the you see the uh, you see the, the the handful of believers. There's a handful of believers watching you. Uh, Hebrews said, uh, seeing we're compassed by so great a cloud of witnesses. You know what? There's a, there's a lot of people that are watching you uh, go to the fight. Now, we're going to get to the fight here. We're going to kill the giant here in a minute. But listen, 
There's a lot of people that have watched you your your entire life, and they've uh, they've got confidence in you, and they they've they've kind of listen. I know you shouldn't put confidence in man, but listen, what else have you got? Sometimes listen when you watch somebody that has lived godly all their life, and they they followed your life through, through down through the years. They've seen you uh, go to the altar and pray, and they've seen your your life that is what you say it is. And listen, and they're watching that thing. Listen, and they're going to watch how you conduct yourself when you face your troubles. Amen. Ain't that right? Well, we see the place of the battle. We see the audience. We got one more in this audience we're going to get to here in a minute. But then we see uh, the weapons. Look with me here. Verse 40. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag when he had even in a strip and his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. Um, can I, let me give you this in here first. Let me say first of all, tonight if you're ever going to kill a giant, you're going to have to have a stone. He chose five smooth stones out of here. There's five ways here to kill a giant. Here, uh, he chose a stone. Can I say Daniel chapter 2, verses 45 over there tells us over there that there's a stone cut out of a mountain without hands? He says over there of a stone in one place in Isaiah that uh, it's a tried stone, a, a precious stone. Uh, uh, listen, he is following, and he goes on in one place over there that he that falls upon a stone shall shall be bruised, but whoever the stone falls on it will crush him and destroy him. Listen, uh, tonight people need to uh, listen. If you're ever going to fight giants in your life, you're going to have to have the stone. Listen. Uh, I'm not being mean to nobody. I hope if I was my if I was home, I'd preach the same way. There are thousands upon top of thousands of people that are trying to fight God's battles in the energy of the flesh. And you can't fight a spiritual battle until you've been spiritually birthed. You see, uh, you see that here David chose. The stone. The first thing he done, he he went down there to where the stone was at, and he, and he knelt down there by the brook there, and he, and he took that stone about. Listen, and listen, five of them there laying there, and he, and he picked them all. You know that number five. Some says it represents grace, and some says it represents death. I don't know which one it does, but listen, I know he took five of those stones, he put them in a, in a little shepherd's bag, listen, because that's, that's what the Lord provided for him. But can I say to you now that, there, that there, if you're here tonight and you've never been saved, listen, you have no hope against fighting a giant of no kind. Amen. You have to have the stone. Uh, you see, uh, the Bible says over there in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3 that God it shows in the, the foolish things of the world and, and, the, and, the, and the small things to, to confound the wise. You know what? Listen, uh, the, the, the world do not don't understand. Uh, listen, uh, uh, there's a bunch of uh, tonight that don't have a clue what's going on here. Listen, I believe that there's been a lot of... Listen, I'm not being mean. Don't, I, I love everybody here, but listen. I believe there's, I've been in churches where the, the churches didn't have no clue what was going on. In church. Amen. I'm saying tonight, if you're going to ever defeat the giant, you're going to have to have the stone. Uh, I never will forget it. Uh, my my oldest girl, uh, she was a little bitty feller, and she was a. I, I like to pick at her because I made her honorary, but but anyhow. Uh, this this other this fella come along and he'd he'd pull her hair and you know I play with kids and he he'd pull her hair a little bit and hit make her holler a little bit and and I, he wasn't hurting her but but I I I'd go to her own I said hit him with a rock hit him with a rock and she could throw a rock pretty good for a little girl I mean uh, listen uh, for a little girl listen uh, she could she could 
make that wall painting. You know what I mean? I said, that's, that's my girl. Listen. And what I'm trying to say is, is that, that he kept aggravating baiting her. And I said, I hit him with a rock. Listen. And she picked her up a little rock. And when she hit him with that rock, listen, he, he put a little pump knot there. And he was, uh, he was rubbing his head. And he got mad because that little girl hit him with a rock. And I said, you leave her alone. And I said, you started it. Listen. You, she finished it with a rock. Listen. And what I'm trying to say is, is tonight that, that people want to, to finish the devil, you're going to have to have something to kill him with. Amen. 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 The listen, uh, we got them today that are fighting with uh they're fighting with denominations. Listen, and let me say this that God didn't make uh, 44 listen, there's forty four hundred different denominations in the United States. Did you know that? Three hundred and fifty different flavors of Baptist. He didn't make a he didn't make a, a, a one way for the church of God to get to heaven. And one way for the Catholics to get to heaven, and one way for the Methodists to get to heaven, and one way for the for the, anybody else to get to heaven, or a Baptist to get to heaven. Well, we're independent. But he listen, he made the same way for you as he did for anybody. Listen, there ain't there ain't forty four hundred different ways to get to heaven tonight. Listen, it's, it's by and through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And if you ever get there, it's going to be by Him. Amen. One way. One way. Let me say here, secondly, that uh, you're going to have to have the Word of God. Um, you know, uh, today, and we live in a confused world, uh, today there's a lot of people that used to be, that preachers used to know what the Bible was, but now these Baptist preachers don't have, a, supposed to be Baptist preachers, don't have a clue what the Bible is. Uh, I don't apologize for it, and I'm not going to uh, uh, bang around about the King James Bible. It's in there, infallible, perfect Word of God, preserved. And listen, you'll be judged by it. Listen, if you got saved, you'll be gotten by it. Listen, and because of that, I believe it's a perfect Word of God. Amen. I believe anything else is a perverted Bible. Amen. That's just what I believe about that. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, but listen. For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and a judge joins the mire and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Listen, uh, the, the Word of God, the reason that people are defeated by giants is because they will not use the Word of God that's laid in their lap. Amen. Now listen, now I'm not being mean, I know what I'm talking about. If you have trouble, if you have trouble, there's two things that everybody's got. Most everybody's got. They either got a cell phone, or they got a, a, a tablet, or they got a, a laptop computer, or they got some access to, to uh, media. Is that right? Is that right? You will say amen. Everybody's got one. Or ask you, how many got one with you? All right, look here. Okay. Now, when trouble comes, people. It's amazing that people runs to the Facebook or the they got to tell everybody in the world their problems. I'll be honest with you, I ain't got no use for that. Or they got to, uh, or they got to, to burn it around like they're some uh, movie star or some other, like somebody really cares about about your dog that got run over in a car wreck or, or something. Listen, and they go on and on and on. And it's Facebook and it's Twitter and, it, and it's, every, it's everything that you can do besides the Word of God. Amen. This is the only, the only ammunition that you have against the devil is the Word of God. Listen, and but can I say, listen, and people won't, they won't read it, they won't study it, the, the, you know what? The engrafted Word of God, the, the thing that you remember about the Word of God is the only fuel that you'll have. If you don't ever defeat the devil, you're going to have to have some the Bible, the Word of God. You see, how do you know this? Well, the Bible says there that he, uh, that he came, that uh, uh, David told him, said there, said, You come to me with a uh, with, uh, state, with a. Uh, 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 spears and, and armor said, "I come to you in the name of the Lord of the Lord God." Listen, and here if you come to the if you come to the devil with with the word of God, listen, he can't take that very long. You know that. I found I found this. I've tried it both ways. 
Ephesians chapter 6 tells us that the soul of the Spirit is the Word of God. Ain't it amazing? Ain't it amazing? Listen, I'm going to tell you all something. You get around somebody telling these filthy jokes. The world's full of that. That's the devil. According to three verses out of the Bible, God is not mocked whatsoever you sow, that shall you also reap. Is that right? According to three or four verses out of your Bible, you know what they'll do? They'll shut up. They'll, I got to go. <laughs> it's amazing to me, ain't it, right? Let me give you this one right here. Look at me in verses uh, 34. Uh, and, uh, and David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. A servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing it defied the armies of the living God. He took some past experiences. If you want to defeat the devil, you're going to have to have the giant. You're going to have to have some past experiences. Uh, in uh, Joshua chapter five, he's the unseen captain. Um, surely. Tonight, if you hear, you've been saved any time at all, surely the Lord has brought you through something. Amen. Ain't that right? Amen. I'm telling you, he, listen, if I started right now, if you started right here, right now, those of you that are saved and could go back through your life and look and see where God has brought you through and what He's brought, listen, and how he's how he's done. Listen, you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't get it done by midnight tonight. If in this all it's alone, if you could tell what the Lord has brought you through. Listen, and when you come to these problems, this giant, you say, "Look, look, devil! Look, I've done it. He brought me through this and that. Listen, and I'm I'm not worried about tomorrow because I know what it, what my what my victory lays." Listen, I tell you this: they uh, they put me in a hospital. A year or two ago, a few years back, over a, over a heart. I got a valve, something ain't exactly right, but anyhow, uh, I get me some insurance, I'm going to find out what it is. Listen, uh, what, what I'm trying to say is, is that uh, they put me in a hospital and, and they plugged me up, gave me a handful of baby aspirins and said don't move and, and uh, don't smoke no cigarettes and, and don't, do nothing, don't go outside and do nothing. So I laid there real still. They come in the next morning and they said, uh, you got some little something matter in there. Well, anyhow, I, I, you know what? I didn't have no insurance. And they come around and they, they check me there. And you know what that doctor said? They ain't a thing married to you. I said, go on home. What are you trying to say? I don't know if there's anything matter with me or not when they put me in there, but it wasn't matter with me when they got out. I know people don't think God does stuff like that, but I just tell you He does. Some of you not. Listen, if you tell the truth about it, the Lord has brought you here tonight when you didn't think you were going to make it. Ain't that right? Um, here in this text, you begin to see in uh, chapter 17, verse 49. Look with me here. I'll get, I'll get this other point right here on this right here. David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slung it and smote the Philistine in his forehead. The stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. Can I say here that naturally speaking, this looked like certain death for David? Now you all can say what you want to. I know that I know that uh, there ain't nobody else there here was ever mean as a boy as I was at school, but I was honoring. I believe I'll be all right here. Listen, if I didn't get in a fist fight a week, I didn't think I'd be in school. Well, some of them mean boys would pick on me and they'd, they'd say, you got to meet me down here behind the, the building down here. It, when school gets out, we're going to fight. Or they'd throw us off the school bus and we'd fight there. 
Or we, you know what I'm talking about. Now listen to me. Here's the thing of it is. Is I wasn't allowed to run off from a fight because I get a whooping at home. I had to take my part or get a whooping at home. So I said, well, I ain't no use taking two whoopings. I'll just do my best here. So what I'm trying to say is, listen, the, the fight was real and the enemy looked insurmountable. And to, to a man by the name of David, listen, the giant was still 10 foot tall and still had a, a spearhead that weighed uh, 16 pounds and, and a shaft that weighed uh, 25 pounds. Someone said it. I read somewhere that they said it, that his armor weighed 125 pounds. Listen, he looked to, to David uh, with a stone in his hand and a sling in his hand. Listen, can I say that he looked that it looked like certain death to anybody watching? Sure. The ones on the top of the hill said he's going to kill him. Listen, the church crowd said he ain't going to make it, and, and the lost crowd was saying he's done. Listen, he'll be back. He'll be back to what he was before you know. Listen, if he lives to get home, he'll be lucky. Ain't that right? Listen, can I say the Bible says for the weapons of our warfare, warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Can I listen? Uh, listen, I've been, I've been through stuff that, that it wasn't no uh, man brought me through. It was God that brought me through those things. Listen, and he, listen uh, the, when you look back at what He's brought you through and where you come from, listen, it'll give you some energy to go on and fight the devil, amen, and a giant. Amen. Ain't that right? Let me say here, I'll give you two more. Take some maturity with you. Take some maturity. Look with me in 1 Samuel chapter 16. Back up with me here a little bit. Verse 18. I read this verse a minute ago. It'll be all right. Repetition, make memory. Behold, I have seen the son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning and playing, and a mighty valiant man, and a man of war, and prudent in manners, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. The book of Corinthians tells us over there, when I was a child, I was speaking as a child. I thought I was a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish thoughts, put away childish things. You listen, if you're going to defeat the giants, you're going to have to grow up a little bit. Listen, uh, uh, can I say, uh, I, pre I preached a message a while back about, uh, about that uh, river coming out, out there in the book of Ezekiel. And I got hung up on that about the, when it first was down to your ankles there. And you know what that is? That's a, that's a picture of the, of the little pool. That's a, that's a kiddie pool. And, and there's a lot of people that can't defeat the giant because they want they want to stay over here in the in the kiddie pool. They they want listen. They want to wait around about this deep, but they don't want to get all the way in. Sometimes, in order for you to ever defeat a giant, you're gonna to have to, to to grow up a little bit. You're gonna to have to get off off the meat, the milk of the world, and get you some meat that that'll help you to grow there and give you some strength. Listen, uh, it's all right to listen to, to to listen and listen. This is a good church. You got a good preacher. And I know he preaches the Bible. Listen, can I tell you that it won't help you though unless you let it apply to your life, unless you, unless you let, it, let it help you go to strengthen you. Amen. Amen. Listen, uh, you can say, you can stay on, you can stay on uh, nursery rhymes and, and all that stuff. Listen, there's a place for that. When I was a little boy, they had a tiny tot class at church. They'd take us in there and they'd, and they'd listen. They'd uh, tell us about uh, uh, the Mary had a little lamb and, and all those things. They'd tell us all those little uh, Bible stories about this and that. But you know what? Listen, whenever I got saved and, and got on the meat of the Word, I began to grow and begin to get some maturity about me. Listen, you got to go through. You got to grow up sometime. You can't stay a baby all your life. Amen. Listen, uh, everybody got problems. Everybody's got problems, and I don't know, but I guess it's part of pastoring. I don't know. I'm just learning this thing. But listen, can I tell you that I don't want somebody to call me every time that it clouds up at their house. I don't want somebody to call me every time that the, that the, that the bathtub runs over a little. Oh, preacher, my bathtub run over, or my dog got hit by a car, or some crazy stuff like that. Go up a little bit and get a little bit of adulthood about you. Get a little bit of spiritual maturity about you where you can handle some things on your own. Amen. Amen. Maturity will help you defeat the giants. 
Ain't that right? God didn't choose a little boy here. He chose a man. Well, let me give you this. I'm gonna try to. I'm trying to quit. But then let me say this: that uh, last of all, you got to stand there and take the fight. You got to stand there and fight. You got to stand there and fight sometimes. I mean, we're sheep. If you're saved, you're a sheep. It goes against your nature to stand there. Ain't that right? Sheep run. Go get your listen. Sometimes you got to stand there when you don't want to stand. Ain't that right? Let me see. We got giants laid around our home, ain't we? I'm not against televisions. I've got one. But to be honest with you, tell me what's fit to watch. What can you honestly watch in mixed company or with your children? It's ever perverted, sodomite-loving, Stuff on that thing. Listen, you can't watch a commercial anymore without two sodomite men kissing. Is that right? Y'all seen that one? Then why do we still have it in our house? I'm just asking. Some of the music that goes on in our cars. If the Jesus was hitchhiking, you couldn't pick him up. You have to turn it off. Ain't that right? I'm not. I'm not, I'm not being mean. Look, I'm just preaching. Just, I'm just throwing some stuff out here. I'm, I'll be done here in a minute. You got to stand for some things. You know that. You got to say, "Look here." You know, uh, my dad. I thought he was peculiar. I thought he was mean. He wouldn't let us do some things. He was older like man. And, uh, I said, well, I said, he's just mean. I said, he don't want me to. He won't let my sisters be on a cheerleading squad. He didn't want people to talk about his girls. He didn't let me go to Back in, I played guitar before I mashed my finger off. I could play guitar. And he didn't want me to go to different denomination churches to play music. He said, you're a Baptist. He said, you stay in a Baptist church. What you say? I'm saying sometimes you've got to take a stand against stuff that people don't think is right. That's right. Ain't that right? Huh? You let them fight theirs, you fight yours. You've got to take a stand. I gotta give you one more thing right here, okay? You and Barry, all right? I got to looking at this. I said there was an audience. I said there was a man. There was uh, the scoffing crowd. I said there was a church crowd. And I said there was the the, uh, the other crowd. But I got to study about this, and I said there was four different views of this fight. I said there was a. Uh, David's view. I said there was the giant's view. I said there was the audience's view. I said, but then there's God's view. Now, tonight, without a shadow of a doubt, and I prayed about this yesterday, I prayed about this morning, what to preach. Without a shadow of a doubt, God told me to preach this message. So now look, here's God's view of the whole fight. Way back over here in chapter 13, he had known a boy by the name of David to be king over Israel. A few years passed and God matured him and he brought him to where he could come to the fight and he come to the battle. All the time he's been submissive to the Father. 
ask you tonight, friends, how many of you are submissive to the Father? I'm talking about, I'm talking about fighting a giant. I'm talking about, listen, uh, I'm talking about being submissive to the Father in order to, to, to defeat a giant. Uh, we come to church. They do it. They do it. At my church. They do it everywhere. Listen. Uh, when God, when when God, moves, we want God to move. We want Him to do something. But sometimes God wants to use us to do the moving. Listen. He said. He said. He said. Hey, you. He said. You need to go here, or you need to do this, or you need to you need to uh, do this or that. And that is God. And what He wanted to see, and we are obedient and submissive to what He would have us to do. Amen. I'm talking about killing a giant here. Secondly, let me say this. He's seen, uh, he seen David uh, be obedient going to the battle where he wasn't wanted. I he came, listen, this is, this is all types, but I ain't got time, I ain't going to preach him types. You see, you see, whenever you and I, here, here's the the opposition. Here's the here's the brothers that is opposition. Here's the here's Saul that is, is the Antichrist. Here we have we have all these types in here. But then you see you see a, a man who is willing at all costs. He said, "Is there not a is there not a reason to defeat a giant?" The reason some people don't want to fight the giant is they don't ever have a reason to fight the giant. There's a call. This thing's about over with. That's one cause. Christ is coming. Those of you that are saved will go out in the rapture. Those of you that ain't will be left here to go through the tribulation. Some of you got kids like, like everybody else does that's lost and going to hell. That's a cause to defeat the giant. Amen. It ain't over yet. Here's the third thing. I have to believe whenever David went down to that brook and knelt down there that brook and he was down there at that brook and getting them stones out of there. I have to believe that God on high looked down and he said, Hey, he said, That's my boy is using something that he got from me, and he's in the right place at the right time in the right way to get some more. Amen. Is that right? You know what? Sometimes I don't get a lot because I don't do a lot. Sometimes, listen, and I know, this, I know I'm preaching to me right now. If that helps me, if you get some of it, God bless you. Listen, sometimes during a, during a, a meeting, sometimes during preaching, the God will speak to me and He'll say, hey, you don't need to wait till the till the invitation. You don't need to wait for three more verses of just as I am. You need to get in that altar and get some help from God. Listen, instead of doing that, you know what to do? I said, I'm good. I'm just saying now, I'm just preaching to me if it helps you it more part of you. But that's right. You see, what I'm trying to say is sometimes we don't, God has provided for us everything we need. And I have to believe when we, God sees us doing what He would have us to do and then coming to that altar, to that place where, where we can get what He's provided us, God wants us to use what He's gave us. Amen. 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 Is that right? Listen, there when David was picking up those stones, that was, that God put that there. Listen, David never put that stone there and no man put that there. That was what God had for him to use. Is that right? I believe that God had to say, hey, that's my boy. Don't you believe that's right? Listen. You say, what's the, what's the reward in this? Well, I don't really have time to go on too much further. Let me say here that you see uh, in, this, in this text right here, you see that you get down there to verses 50 and 51, chapter 17, I believe it is there, you'll find it. Here comes the giant. And you can say what you want to listen. I deer hunt. If you don't like it, don't worry about it. I won't shoot your deer, I'll shoot mine. Uh, it's hard to hit a running deer with a 30 out six rifle and a good scope. 
Ain't that right? That man back there knows what I'm talking about. Okay. Now, do you think that you could take a, a slingshot and a rock by yourself and, and knock down a giant? I don't think he's good to you. I listen. The worst whooping I ever got in my life, we got in a, a fight with a gun flip. Y'all know what a gun flip is? We used to take a fork and stick and put a piece of rubber between it and shoot rocks at each other, or ball us or whatever we get to shoot each other with. It's pretty hard to hit somebody that thing, you know what I mean? I'm talking about a gun flip. Well, here was a sling. Knocked the brain, knocked the brain out of that giant. One throw. Now, who do you think done that? You think it was David or God or do you think it was? Do you think it was uh, just an accident, just a just a freak shot? Do you think he had? Oh, I better reload my gun or what? Listen, that wasn't the way it was. The Bible says he knocked his brains out, and stood up on his head, stood up on him and cut his head off with his own sword. Is that what it says? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I care what your Bible says. Listen, tonight, I'm talking about five ways to kill a giant. I'm done. Listen, you come, preacher. Tonight, and I know, listen, I know without a shadow of a doubt that there ain't a soul under the sound of my voice that ain't got some kind of something. Now listen, I'm not saying that every time you get some little old uh, whatever it is in, in your life or I'm not, I'm not trying to drag, push, pull somebody to the altar. Listen, that's your business. That's between you and God. But I'm saying this. That if you're ever going to defeat your giants, you're going to have to get a hold of stone. Amen. I'm done. Come on, preacher. Father, we come to you this evening, Lord, in the name of Jesus.